0: This is Kevin Pruitt with another episode of Rising Tide Startups. And my guest today is Stacy Ogden. Stacey, thanks for joining us on Rising Tide.
1: My pleasure. I'm happy to be here.
0: It's good to have you. I'm actually doing a remote broadcast. Maybe, I think it's my second one of all the, the interviews we've done. And our, our podcast today is unofficially sponsored by Restoration Gateway. It's a, uh, it's more than an orphanage. It's really a, kind of a child soldier care package that uh in northern uganda that does doing some great work so i encourage all of our listeners to look up restorationgateway.org but stacy this show is about you tell us a little bit about stacy ogden
1: well uh first and foremost i'm a teacher that's my day job i've been doing it for 18 years although if you ask my family i've been bossing people around for a lot longer than that um so I teach general music for middle school teachers for middle school students, and that's that's what I do all day. But recently, I've started up a new business on the side where I actually help other teachers start up their own side hustles. So I help them pick and pick a proper. Um, hustle idea that works for their lifestyle I help them get through the bumps and roadblocks of the actual startup phase and then I can help them through the growth um, you know how those growing pains can be when you're starting to actually make some money and okay now what do I do (laughs) so
0: well that that's the business side dive a little deeper tell us a little bit about family where you live
1: I'm in Connecticut. Um, I've been here for quite a long time. Grew up in New Hampshire. Um, and We're I do have, <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, I do have one daughter. She's eight years old. Um, she's actually mad at me right now because she's making a unicorn craft and I'm not helping her. Um,
0: <laughs> we'll get you out of here quick. So you can come back to unicorn land.
1: That's okay. I can use a break from Unicornland, <laughs> Um, And of course, I have uh, a wonderful husband, and my dog is actually sitting right over on the bed next to me. He really likes to sit here when I do interviews. So,
0: <laughs> My dog, if he was there, would be over my shoulder, probably barking and just making a racket of himself. So yeah, yours is probably much better behaved. So, <laughs> so how long have you taught?
1: This is my 18th year of teaching.
0: All right. Well, yeah. you mentioned that earlier. You said your family said that you were uh, you were teaching a lot earlier than that. You just weren't getting paid for it.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I was doing it for free.
0: <laughs> well, like I said off off camera, I said you know we I come from a whole line of of educators. I married into a family of educators, and I am probably the least educated and educatable and and at least <laughs> to pass on any education to, to anyone else. So, said so I have a high degree of respect, and I think they're probably the most under. Police and teachers are probably the most underpaid and underappreciated members of society. I absolutely. I just want to just uh, stop right now and just thank you for what you do and, and just pour it into the, the future of, of uh, the next generation. But so tell me, how did you kind of transition from teaching to getting interested in side hustles? I mean, was it a time issue? Was it money issue? Was it an interest issue? All of the above?
1: Um, it, was, it was a confluence of events, I think. Um, my husband is also a teacher, and he was at um, a school that was no longer a good fit for him, and he was transitioning into something else. And so, you know, I was a little bit concerned. We had a one-year-old at the time, so I started looking for ways to make extra income. But on the other hand, at the same time, if you ask him, I'm a person who needs a project all the time he actually said that after our wedding, he was worried that I was going to fall into a deep depression because I wasn't going to have the wedding to plan anymore. (laughs) And, you know, somehow I managed, I, you know, dove into house hunting and then we dove into, you know, growing a human. And then I dove into raising the human. And, you know, then when we kind of felt settled with that, I was looking for a little something else. So I started with a direct sales company And it was a horrible fit. Mm. You know, it was round peg, square hole, whatever that analogy is. And, you know, I tried for over a year to make it work, even though I had all these red flags and my gut was telling me it was not the right thing. But on the plus side, it led me to my first successful side hustle, which was a blog. And it was a pretty general blog for moms, um, it's still active. It's still helping support my family today, and you know that took a lot of time. That w- that became my project, and when I got my first notice from Google AdSense that I had a positive balance of two dollars and eleven cents, I was just over the moon and I was totally hooked. So <laughs> I really, <laughs> I really went full force into building that into. A business that could actually provide some income for my family. And, you know, a couple of years ago, I just realized, okay, the blog is pretty good. Like I don't really have to do much with it anymore. It's not on autopilot exactly, but it's pretty Mm self-sustaining. So I went looking for something else because I need my project. And I realized that I really wanted to help people more directly. The blog was wonderful and I could reach a lot of people, but I never really got to See them, or the impact that I was having, and I think, as a teacher that's just naturally something we want to do is we want to have an impact and So I decided to start coaching people directly on how I had done what I did, so I started actually with moms, and um if you if you're familiar with the business coaching world at all, there are literally thousands. Of coaches who are coaching moms. And it's really hard to make a dent in that world. You really have to work at it for a long time. And I had this idea. It was over a year ago now that I just, I wanted to do this program that would help teachers get their business up and running over summer vacation. And it just kept coming up. It was one of those things that, you know, like an earworm that you keep hearing in your head over and over again. Sure. I kept getting this idea. It kept cropping up at really inappropriate times, like when I'm trying to go to sleep or when I'm trying to plan a lesson.
0: And <laughs> That's when your brain kicks in the worst.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I, I finally took a step back and I was like, this is what I need to do. You know, the moms are covered. They're not going to... There's no one that's going to miss me in that world if I take a step back and I refocus my efforts. But there's nobody helping teachers. There's nobody out there who is specifically talking to teachers who want to start a business for whatever reason. You know, a lot of us need to make more money. A lot of us just need, like I do, they need a project. They need something else to focus on that isn't education 24-7. Sure. And, you know, other people are looking for alternative careers. So whatever their reasoning, I decided to, you know, pivot and start to help the teachers who were looking for that side hustle and... It has definitely been an experience. You know, I have a Facebook group that has grown to over a thousand people in just under four months. And, you know, related so, to
0: teachers, right? Not the moms. Let's yes. before we get past the moms thing. Let's go back to the 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 side hustle for moms blog or side hustle moms blog. So how long ago did you start that?
1: Well, the the mom blog is called Creating My Happiness. And that was 2014 that I started that.
0: Okay. And so you were working were you were you curating things off the internet, like interesting articles and stuff like that? I mean, how were you how were you kind of monetizing that? Were you creating the content yourself? I created the
1: content myself. Um and when I first started, I was creating an article a day, Monday wow. through Friday. And, and at the same time or is this during the summer? I was teaching at the same time. <laughs>
0: You classic (laughs) overachiever, you. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) And, you know, I did that for about a year, and then I realized that that was just not sustainable. Um, And it wasn't necessarily the quality of content that I wanted to put out. So I I backed off to two days a week of content, and that worked much better for my lifestyle. And then once I started my, you know, second side hustle, I guess, um, I went to just one, because at that point, I had a catalog of over 500 articles. So I didn't necessarily need to be pumping out more and more and more.
0: So were, were the, was the content more related to things you had tried? And were they working or not? Or was it related to I mean, because it's interesting that you would write about, you know, 500 articles about something that I mean, were you actually doing something along the side At the same time, or were you writing about something? It's almost like were you, you know, teaching something you've never done type thing. I mean, how how did that kind of frame that for our audience?
1: Yeah, so it was it was a sort of hodgepodge of things that I would do. And some of them were projects that I would do. Um to this day, one of my most popular posts is that I built a sandbox for my daughter. Um, so that was a big one. Sometimes it would be recipes, sometimes it would just be random thoughts on motherhood the theme of it was always basically doing things and making them easy okay so, i
0: see i'd framed it a little i'm sorry i I'd misunderstood you I, I thought this was really kind of the side hustle mom's blog and i'm thinking so you were no, talking about just, just, just general insight. moms at first what a, okay that that makes a lot more yeah <laughs> my, that was my fault <laughs> Yeah, my my limited uh hard drive space here for sure but uh, so you transition to the side hustle teachers, um, website when a couple of years ago, how long has it been?
1: Uh, it's been about nine months now when I really started to refocus, I finished up with any clients that I had that were moms. Mm -hmm. Um, and I finished up, I had a podcast side hustle moms that I wanted to finish up, um, what I had started and interviews I had planned and those I had in the back catalog that I hadn't published yet. So, um, I started sort of forming, the background of Side Hustle Teachers probably October of last year and then officially launched in January of this year. And, you know, I was expecting maybe 20 members in the group and, you know, grow it slowly. And all of a sudden I was gaining a hundred members a week just because, you know, I would reach out to people who I would see in Facebook groups that were just, you know, upset about something that had happened that day. And they said, I don't know if I can do this another 30 years. Mm. And I would respond and say, you know, you should come check out side hustle teachers. We're a group, there's a bunch of us, and we're all trying to explore if we want to have side hustles or looking to something else. And the next morning I would wake up to, you know, 50 requests to join the group. So it was definitely sparking something in people right. that, you know, whether they follow through or not, just the fact that people are feeling that way and are interested enough to join a group was really a clue to me that I had hit on something that could really be helpful and make a big impact.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm thinking even if they didn't do anything, maybe they're just joining the group and just kind of being an observer this summer. They may think about this all year long. And then next summer they're 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 in. They're in.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, you know, as I'm going through the process, I sort of develop different ways. So I'm actually looking at creating a mentorship program through the school year to help people So that when Side Hustle Summer Camp opens up again next year, they know for sure whether or not they want to pursue it or if it's something that it sounded good in theory, but maybe doesn't work for them.
0: Right. And I I could also, I mean, I'm not trying to reorganize your business here, but I could also see like a follow on, you know, mentorship after the, after the camp is over, you know, that you're thinking, okay, so now how do we walk this out practically, you know, Curate stories of people that you know have launched things and how did how did they go and so yeah I I, I think there's a great I, it's really interesting I've interviewed a number of people and a number of people that have that are in the kind of the side hustle space but I it, it just talking to you it seems like that you have had this perfect intersection of. Uh, is it Frederick Buchner that said, you know, your greatest happiness is where you know your greatest passion meets meets the world's greatest need, or something like you know, something to that effect? Yeah. And I'm thinking, this is exactly how you're wired. You you know this mark. You know the the target audience so well because you is one. You know <laughs> <laughs> the whole idea that says, you know, I I feel your pain because I've I've walked that before you. You know. I'm still walking it today because I'm still a teacher. I'm still doing a side hustle. And so I, you know, I, I know exactly I don't have to learn a new language for this tribe. I, I speak the language, you know, naturally, exactly. this is my native tongue. So it, it's just really interesting to see that, you know, how you've kind of landed, you know, in your feet exactly in the footsteps or footprints that were, you know, designed for you to stand in. So what yeah. would you say? Uh, so you transitioned, say, nine months ago, the Facebook group kind of blew up in a good way. Um, what else is, I mean, what else have you seen this hockey stick, you know, type growth? What other area of your business have you seen? Is it, is your coaching clients? Is it your, is there a blog attached to this? Is there a podcast attached to it? I mean, what are some other things?
1: Yeah, I have a podcast and a blog one at a time, not at the same time. So I, I set up my blog in seasons because I'm really trying to build this business um to, Fit my lifestyle as opposed to how I've done it before, where I've kind of fit my lifestyle around my business. Mm-hmm. So I realized that, you know, a weekly show all year long was maybe a little too much while I'm working with clients and building a business and having a family and teaching full time. So instead, I went to season. So we're just uh, wrapping up season one right now, and it's 12 episodes long. And then once that's done, I'll put out some blog posts, um, until the next season starts up just to have some consistent flow of content. Right. Um, and also because ideas just keep coming to me.
0: <laughs> so and I can do this together. Is your podcast, like just a, a blog post in the kind of the the whole flow of blog posts, is that curated together in your website or are these really separate, completely separate
1: entities? It's all in one place. I wanted to keep things as simple as possible for me and for people who are trying to find information. So if you go to my website, you'll see a tab that says podcast and blog. Okay. And it's all right there so that you can listen if you want. Um, Eventually, I'd probably like to take all the blog posts and do some sort of audio version of them. But that's something for another day.
0: Or write a book. You know, for that matter, you've got all kinds of content, you know, I would (laughs) would think. So, Um, so tell me a little bit about the, the, you know, I, I, I can understand like frustrations and pain points and, you know, life, life issues and things like that, that kind of led you to this, but was there somebody online that, that, you know, you kind of look to that kind of was, was further down the path, you know, further along somebody that really inspires you and, and. Who would who would that have been that you were kind of looking to when you first started launch? Especially, maybe let's talk about the latest <laughs> the, the side hustle teachers area.
1: Yeah, there's a couple of people I can think of. Um, the first one that got me thinking of something beyond just doing my mom blog mm-hmm. was um, Dana Malstaff of Boss Moms. Mm-hmm. I was... Um, I was walking quite a bit at that time, and I would listen to podcasts just the whole time I was walking. Sometimes four or five hours a day because I was training for the Avon Thirty Nine, and so that really got my wheels is that turning. A race? Doing, sorry,
0: is that a race?
1: It's a yeah. walk. It's a. It's actually no longer. I participated in the very last one, but it's thirty nine point three miles in two days to raise money for breast cancer research. Wow.
0: That's not a walk. That is a grudge match. That's, <laughs> that,
1: that's <laughs> was,
0: <a> torturous track.
1: <laughs> yes. And when you throw in the fact that the last six miles, I had a stress fracture on one foot. Um, but yeah, it was well worth it. Well worth it. And you know, the the training for it led me to believe that I was able to do something else. So Dan Melstaff mm-hmm. staff definitely helped me um, just sort of, open my mind to other possibilities. And last year I was part of a mastermind um, through a group called Biz Chicks. And Shelly Warren was our um, sort of facilitator for my particular group. And just the way that she, she didn't tell anybody what to do. She was like the perfect coach, honestly. She didn't tell anybody what to do. She just asked questions and Through doing this for the six months I was in the program, I started to be able to ask myself the same questions. I would literally have conversations with myself saying, what would Shelly say right now? (laughs) So she was definitely somebody who started, um, you know, getting me thinking about who am I serving? Why am I serving them? And is this the best thing for me right now? You know, you know, wow, businesses. A great can, question. Yeah, it's,
0: imagine if our kids would ask themselves that question. <sighs> what would mom think right now? What would mom ask ask right now before I do this dumb thing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oftentimes, they don't think about what mom would think until after they do the dumb thing. But um, yeah, she really started this inner dialogue for me that has been so helpful and so productive. And now before I actually make any big decisions or announcements, I actually ask, you know, what would Shelly think about this? What would she ask me? What would the process she would suggest? And uh, I know I always go back to her, you know, she wasn't probing. She was just inquisitive. Sure. Sure. You know, and it was
0: sometimes lead by questions more than they lead by statements, for sure.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: What a great example. So tell me if you could go back, uh, go back a few years, what would be some things even let's say pre side hustle teachers land? What would be one piece of advice that you would give yourself kind of your your pre startup or your pre, you know, current phase self? that you think would have been just exponentially helpful. I wish I'd have known this a year ago that now that I know what's one piece of advice.
1: Don't play small. I, I really undersold myself when I started my blog and I would, I would undercut what I was doing. I would minimize it. Um, I would say, you know, well, you know, I'm doing this thing, this blog, it's just a little thing I'm doing on the side And in reality, I was working my butt off and Mm -hmm. I was putting out a lot of good content and people were starting to find me. And it was a pretty remarkable thing I was doing that I was trying to minimize because of a fear of failure because I had just come off not being successful at that direct sales company. And, you know, we have this sort of thing. I don't know if it's a teacher thing or if it's a woman thing or if it's an all person thing that we don't want to sound like we're bragging. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all three of those things put together, I just, I played small and I wish I had just come right out of the gate, running my fastest, telling everybody what I'm doing and uh, and not trying to play it down.
0: You know, it almost seems like that it's like almost like a false sense of humility out of maybe fear or I, uh, I've heard other people refer to it as kind of the imposter syndrome. Yep. Um, you know, it's there, who am I to, to promote myself or who am I to say these things or, you know, I just fill in the blank. Who am I to, you know.
1: Exactly. We've probably
0: heard it all our life. We've probably said it more than we've actually heard it. We've said it to ourselves more than we've actually heard it. So that is, that is, uh, that is really interesting. I, I love that advice that. Um, and it, I don't take that as a prideful thing. I take that as a, you know, you need to understand the value that you're bringing to the table. You need to understand the potential of the market that you're trying to reach and, and who you're trying to serve. And actually, by undervaluing, you're really not even serving your current audience.
1: Exactly. You know, so, you can't help people that don't know you exist.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So as we're transitioning here near the end of our our chat here I'm I'm really looking forward to this because uh, we we touched on this a little bit offline but this we're getting into the kind of the area we call the rising tide micro course and I love mm-hmm. it when and especially I've got a teacher on here today so she's going to knock your socks off with her with her her micro course here at the end but Stacy you've got the mic and and uh, just just touch base on some of the two or three points just really educate our audience kind of in your area of expertise. And, and, uh, at the end, we'll, I'll come back in and we'll, we'll wrap it up, but you have the floor.
1: All right. So one of the things that I find everybody struggles with, especially side hustles, but not, not only, is time management and trying to find time to make things happen for themselves that they want to do. And when you're talking about someone with a full-time job, possibly a family too, it really becomes complicated. So some of the things that I have my clients work through when we're trying to figure out, do I actually have the time to do this, is when you look at your time the, the just the normal human being way of time is we fill it up you know it's like you have a house that's a thousand square feet and it's full and then you move into a house that's twice that size and a year later that's full too so we do the same thing with our time so how are you actually spending your time if you do an audit for just a week I find, you know, my teachers are often spending a lot of time online looking for lesson plans or looking for bulletin board ideas or, you know, chatting with other teachers or, you know, learning about teaching. And that's fabulous. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you take into account that 90% of the stuff that they're looking for never actually gets used in the classroom, that's a lot of time that they could be using to do something that actually earns them money. So I have people do a time audit and see how they're using their time and is it actually getting them any bang for their buck <laughs> or you know, is, is their time being used in the best way? And then the other piece is that I have a lot of people who say that when they talk about time and taking time away from their job or taking time away from their family, they feel guilty about it. And you know, the fact of the matter is we don't always get to choose How we spend our time. Mm -hmm. You know, if you ask me what my priority for my time is, it's always going to be my family. But if you ask me in reality, do I want to spend 24 hours a day with my family and nobody else and doing nothing else? The answer would be no. (laughs) (laughs) Sounding no. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) You know, we need to engage in other ways. So my next piece of advice when it comes to time management and priority management would be. Take a look at your situation as it is right now in the moment, and what is the best use of your time in that moment? And sometimes it's going to be, well, I have to work on my day job now because I'm at work and they expect me to do that. And sometimes it's going to be, I have to take half an hour to spend time with my kid because they're having a bad day. You know, they lost the baseball game and I want to, you know, play some catch and, and figure out how we can move forward. And sometimes it's going to be my kid is in the other room playing right now by themselves quietly. I'm going to take this time to work on building something that is going to provide my family long-term, you know, satisfaction, financial, uh, you know, safety. And if you look at the actual situation around you, you can do a lot more things and be a lot more productive because you're being aware and not guilty. So, you know, that has really helped me um, as someone who has a full-time job and two side hustles and a family that, you know, you can do it. You just have to ditch the guilt and look at the best use of your time and, and, and sort of evaluate things as they are, not how you think they should be.
0: Wow, what a what a great way to summarize! Just in two fairly simple steps. I mean, you know, the very first thing you talked about was just how to how do you do kind of a time audit. You know, where are you currently spending your time, and you know, be ruthless and be be honest about you know writing things down. Is there a is there a period of time that you normally encourage people to do this? Is it? I mean, it's got to be more than twenty four hours. I'm thinking you do it yes, for a week. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, it's about a week. If you really look at how you spend your time over a week, mm-hmm. um, you'll notice. Certain patterns sort of pop up, you know. Thursday night, you spend your whole night watching TV. Okay. So, you know, that could be time that you could do something. And some of the tasks for your business can be done while watching TV. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so there's no need. I know there are people out there that say, you know, if you're watching Game of Thrones, then you're wasting time and you should be working on your business. I don't really follow that philosophy. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of things you can do and still be, you know, current, not live under a rock and, and, you know, get things done. Well, you know, I personally watch friends reruns, but you know, that's just me.
0: <laughs> it's not the Gary V hustle 24 seven. It's, it's it uh, is
1: not have Gary. a life
0: that goes with it. So the first thing is time audit. The second one is really just prioritize well and just, and don't stop feeling guilty about, Prioritizing all these things that that are important. It's it's family time. It's work time. It's side hustle time. It's you know uh, I got to take the dog for a walk time. It's, and, and then especially sometimes I just got to have me time. I've got to exactly. uh, you know got to got to go in a room somewhere, close the door, and and no interruptions. And and uh, it may just be sitting there in a dark room, just kind of within my own thoughts, but, uh, oh, and yeah. I have a, have a little bit of that time just to, but it's, it's really interesting. I mean, I've done a lot of studies on productivity and things like that. And you are exactly right. If you do not schedule, even, even like scheduling breaks and scheduling, you know, time blocking, you know, within your own calendar for different tasks, you will fill it up. And, you know, there's a yeah. principle that says, uh, I don't, I can't remember the exact name of the principle but it talks about the amount of time a task, you know, Will take will expand to the time allotted.
1: Absolutely,
0: and you know, just it's so it's it's one of those things that that's why deadlines are can be so effective, you know, in, in getting work done. Because, uh, but just a really interesting way to end our end our chat today. And and I love the way that you just kind of wrapped it up in this nice micro course at the end. Just really how to make time for your side hustle. I mean, those are two key areas to prioritize well and and you know audit first and then and prioritize well so Stacey, is there anything that that I haven't asked you about that you you'd like to just add here at the end and if not just tell us where people can find you online and if there's any tools that, that you have that are you know specifically related to the thing you mentioned right at the end you're welcome to touch on that or if they just want you just want to point people to your to your website that's it's it this is your show so you you wrap <laughs> it up however you want to
1: yeah the only thing i would say to people who especially are starting about or starting to think about doing a side hustle is that just do it you know i don't know many entrepreneurs who start their side hustle journey in the same place they end up eventually you know i started in direct sales and Now I coach other teachers on how to start side hustles. And there were a lot of steps in between. So just start doing something, even if it's not where you eventually end up, the the things you learn along the way, and this is the teacher in me coming out, there's no such thing as wasted learning. Mm -hmm. So the things you learn along the way will help you get to where you eventually should be. So that's... That's my sort of blanket statement about that one.
0: (laughs) And where can people Uh, find you?
1: Yeah, you can find me in a bunch of places. I am on, my own website is actually side-hustle-teachers.com. You can find my podcast and my blog and all of my programs and everything there. You can also find me, the best place is probably in my Facebook group. So if you are a side hustling teacher or a teacher who is thinking about starting a side hustle, then just come on over to the Side Hustle Teachers Facebook group. Um, Like I said, there's over a thousand people in there, which still blows my mind to this day. But we are a supremely supportive and engaged group of people who are just trying to make it work.
0: Well, I can see your next business is side hustle for dog walkers or side hustle for people walking preparing for a walkathon or whatever that happens to be so there's so many ways you can go with this. But Stacy, it has it has truly been a pleasure chatting with you today. I'm just I think I'm grateful for you taking the time just to take time out of your Saturday to share with our audience and just to to leave us with such value and just thank you again for really playing your part in helping all boats rise in a rising tide. Stacy, have a great day.
1: Thank you. You too.